Welcome to the Global Venturing Review Podcast. My name is James Mawson, founder and editor-in-chief of our Global Corporate Venturing, Global University Venturing and Global Impact Venturing Publications. Great pleasure to be back here this week. Uh, Thierry Hellis is busy catching up with the latest issue of Global University Venturing, which will be out in the next week or so. So it will just be me this week, and it's been a good old week in some ways. And I think three months ago, as the impact of the coronavirus has spread around the world was becoming clearer with an economic lockdown, there were a few potential points of light. One was the idea corporations could go from a fixed to a growth mindset to become more open to third-party capital. As the GCB editorial said at the time, quote, Financial investors are interested in backing CBCs with sector investing experience as there are now more than 600 corporations with a 10-year-plus track record, which is a whole new cohort manages to back just when pension funds are looking to the downturn to increase or meet their allocation targets. This makes it possibly the greatest explosion of new competent managers to an asset class in history, end quote. And now, in the past week, we've seen Frozen RZ Capital, China-based investment unit connected to local corporation Frozen, has leapt into the opportunity with the first close at $186 million of its debut fund raised from third-party capital, according to PEDaily.cm. Frozen RZ now manages $1.4 billion in total. In addition, corporations have continued to back their CVC units, leading to stronger-than-expected second-quarter investment values, according to GCV Analytics which helped maintain the overall venture ecosystem and showcase lessons have been learned from the dot-com implosion 20 years ago and their leadership. VCs are also creatively exploring their options. Rubit Capital, backed by banks BBVA and SVB to find fintech startups, is forming a $600 million special purpose acquisition company, or SPAC, to target fintech businesses, which could be made public as early as August according to two people talking to the Financial Times, on top of a normal $420 million six limited partnership that Ribbit is trying to raise. SPACs raise money from investors to acquire companies and take them public, usually within a two-year time frame, and raised $13.5 billion in the first half of the year, double the amount raised during the same period of 2019, according to Refinitiv data used by FT. Chamath Palapapaya, founder of social capital Hedo Sophia and former Facebook executive, raised more than $1 billion this year for two blank check vehicles targeting tech companies after his first back brought Virgin Galactic onto the public markets last year. Bow Capital Management, a venture capital firm backing from the University of California, is almost also raising $350 million for SPAC targeting tech businesses, the FT added. As public and private capital markets increasingly blur, more sophisticated funding models will take hold, but when looking at a spreadsheet for financial advantage, it will remain important to keep in mind the people running the business. On the second story that caught the eye as big news, I asked, does technology change society or does society disrupt technology? As Palladium noted in his article, how social engineering drives technology, quote, every device not only has a manual, but a social context. It is then social rather than material facts that drive or hinder the development and adoption of technology, end quote. This framing can be helpful when looking at the potential impact of the coronavirus. Anil Achutia, investment director at TDK Ventures, the corporate venturing unit for Japan-based chipmaker TDK, said in Global Corporate Venturing's IT webinar in the past week, quote, fundamentals of society are being questioned with COVID-19's impact. Digital transformation is at the centre, end quote. 
He referred to point-to-care diagnostics in imaging and healthcare, which are now surging in investors and patient interest and failed to show great returns. Francis Ho, Senior Vice President and Co-Head of South Korea-based conglomerate Samsung's Catalyst Fund, noted in the same webinar, which was moderated by Kalyan Andalov from GCB, that digital health, telemedicine and sensors had been around for decades and taken off with the crisis. He said, quote, biology and tech are converging, end quote. Ho added semiconductors have made a similar transition in the 1980s, from intuition-led innovation and slow development to what biology was doing currently, which is why so many tech companies are setting up biologics units investing through corporate venture units, often inspired by the decade-long commitment to healthcare by Alphabet's GV unit. From intuition sourcing of drug candidates to expensive and slow clinical trials and inefficient and unreliable manufacturing, pharmaceuticals are ripe for a maturation cycle. As a third webinar speaker, Alfredo Placentia, Managing Director at CPI Enterprises, the venture unit of UK-based technology research group Centre for Process Innovation, gave the example of how Amazon disrupted retailers by focusing on warehouses and logistics as value add, part of its commitment to reducing costs to customers and increasing speed of delivery, as an example to the healthcare industry being disrupted by tech players. Alfredo said, quote, Pharma processes are the same now as they were 16 years ago when I was working as a biologist in Germany. Microbiologists go through data in Excel by hand. How to automate and add insights? Manufacturing should be a process of value-add, especially if it will match to diagnostics and fit with individuals. Outcome-based payments, not volume of drugs, would change the business model, end quote. Coronavirus has focused attention on how tech can facilitate the healthcare industry, but the other main trend is sustainability through climate change on energy or protein production to feed people and animals. Societies will decide the kind of impacts they are prepared to experience, and technology and business will respond even if the initial use cases are in niches such as artificial intelligence and robots checking warehouse shelves before branching out to more complex areas such as foggy roads. Their main story in the past week, there was an old rule of thumb that service providers in the market improved its efficiency by about fivefold. Now, Spain-based Easy Business School has tackled how corporations can improve their open innovation and venturing approach through the use of enablers. These are institutional individuals such as consultancies, accelerators, incubators, other investors, governments, chambers of commerce, think tank and media and other corporations within an innovation ecosystem that facilitate, quote, a resource or activity in the collaboration between an established corporation and a startup in order for the corporation to attract and adopt innovation, end quote. IEZ's paper, Open Innovation, interviewed 94 chief innovation officer types about if or how they use enablers and why. But as venturing becomes more common, professional corporate teams can be enablers for other corporations, tapping into a new revenue stream and position themselves as experts among experts. After all, as Wendell Brooks, president of Intel Capital, has noted at the GCBI summit, corporations are better when they work and invest together. So I paraphrase that. Fourth big story, there were some seismic developments happening in the economy outside of healthcare. Adam Lashinsky in Fortune's data cheap newsletter pointed to this hilarious yet tragic video of uh, basically a couple of bros in California, or I think it might have been Florida, sort of walking around offering people masks and having them rejected. As a sign, we're living through eventful times with COVID-19, almost a sports-like spectacle. On his blog, Alex Danko tries to unpick the reasons why, quote, 
The urgent topic occupying all of the airtime in lead circles isn't the pandemic or its generational economic devastation. It is how bad should other people be allowed to make you feel online? End quote. But while airtime is focused elsewhere, there's some seismic developments happening in the economy outside of healthcare. As my colleague Kellyanne Antonov writes in the latest oil and gas Q2 2020 sector review, quote, after the eventful start of the year with the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic, would be not be an understatement to say that the second quarter was also intense for the oil and gas industry, end quote. In the oil and gas space, pressures on both the demand and supply side caused oil prices to fluctuate between $20 and $30 a barrel in the first quarter, breaking room prices for most oil companies and exporting countries stand in generally between $40 and $50 a barrel higher, as noted by The Economist in last week's issue. The rapid drop in the cost of renewables over the past decade is enabling other technologies and business models to emerge, particularly around hydrogen. We are preparing a GCV and report on the hydrogen economy for our next GCV Digital Forum 2.0 on 29th September. So do reach out, uh, jmawson at morsonia.com, with insights or connections. AP Ventures, a multi-corporate venture firm started by mining company Anglo-American Platinum, has led an oversubscribed fundraising round, for example, for Norway-based Zeg Power, co-investing alongside its limited partner, Mirai Creation Fund, Spark, and the sovereign-backed NISO Climate Invest in Norway. Zeg is commercialising a hydrogen production technology based on methane, featuring integrated carbon capture. Last week, gained grant funding to commercialise its blue hydrogen production technology at the CCB Colston Energy Park near Bergen in Norway. The 240 tonne per year plant will supply hydrogen to the Norwegian maritime sector as early as next year. A similar sized project is underway by a consortium in Denmark that includes AP Müller-Mersk, SAS and Orsted to develop industrial scale sustainable fuels to replace fossil fuels for buses, trucks, maritime vehicles and planes. Hydrogen is an attractive way for renewable energy providers to increase value. Hydrogen Europe has produced a report outlining a roadmap installing 40 gigawatts of capacity in Europe, North Africa and Ukraine by 2030. The report indicates that 6 gigawatts of this capacity will be captive, hydrogen production at demand location, and 34 gigawatts will be located near the resource, i.e. near renewable sources and therefore subject to hydrogen storage and transportation, as AP Ventures notes in its latest newsletter. Hydrogen might remain a niche for parts of the industrial economy, but it's part of the and renewable surge driving the new economy. The news cycle for now is concentrated on COVID-19, but soon enough, we'll return to climate change. On to the news in briefs. Uh, on deals, we've seen CureVac has officially closed a $640 million round, adding $126 million to recent investments. They included $171 million from GlaxoSmithKline through a strategic partnership. That's one of the biggest venture rounds ever in the life sciences sector, and the interest likely stems from the potential of its messenger RNA therapies to form the basis of a COVID-19 vaccine, though it could eventually be also used in vaccines or antibody treatments for a range of diseases, including cancer and rabies. The surge in online shopping has led to substantial growth for companies like Instacart, but that growth is, if anything, even more pronounced than China. Xinjiang Yuzhang was formed by supermarket chain Furong Xinjiang at the start of 2018, but the group buying platform has gone from strength to strength and is reportedly in line to close $800 million in a Series C plus round featuring Tencent at a $4 billion valuation. 
That's less than a month after Bloomberg reports stated it was raising $300 million in a Series C round, valuing it at $3 billion. So, some increase there. And now another big play in China's online grocery market, Miss Fresh, has confirmed it has secured $495 million in funding in the round previously reported valued at about $3 billion. The round was led by China International Capital Corporation, but Miss Fresh's earlier investors, including Tencent, of course, and Lenovo Capital and Incubator Group were there. Smart electric vehicle manufacturer Xiaoping Motors revealed it has secured about $500 million in the Series C Plus round featuring Aspect Management, Kotu, Hillhouse Capital and Sequoia Capital China. The company has two models in production and has raised roughly $2.2 billion altogether. It's early investors including Alibaba, Foxconn, Yukar and Xiaomi. Anti-tumor drug developer Hihi Biopharma raised about $147 million early in last year, one of the biggest Series A rounds for a life sciences company in recent times. It's now added $171 million to the Series B, included return investor CSPC Pharmaceutical Group, in addition to Legend Capital. Hihi has an 11-strong pipeline of drug candidates. The capital will support continuation of its clinical development and theoretically commercialization. Innovium produces network infrastructure technology for data centers and has secured $170 million in a Series E round backed by Qualcomm Ventures, investors since Series A stage. The round more than doubled Innovium's overall funding to about $335 million, and the company said it expects the latest capital influx to sustain operations for the next few years. With increased activity given over that time, it looks a decent bet from here. According to Rob Levine, our news editor, Online insurance has stealthily become one of the fastest growing sectors in the tech space in recent years, with a series of companies targeting different parts of the industry. Hippo Enterprises focus on home insurance and has closed $150 million Series E round featuring standard industries, Compass Ventures, Lenar and the BBVA-backed Propel Venture Partners. The round boosted Hippo's valuation from $1 billion in Series D round a year ago to $1.5 billion to and one of the interesting things about the coronavirus era landscape of venture capital is it seems to be hurrying along the adoption of technologies in a range of areas to involve the reduction of direct human interaction. Take TalkDesk, the Salesforce-backed call centre software provider, has just raised $143 million in CVC funding. The scope for direct contact with customers is reduced. It facilitates the need for online phone-based customer services to be more proactive, making its product a more attractive proposition. It's now valued at more than $3 billion, according to Rob Levine. And Encoded has embedded $135 million in its Series D round. GV, or Alphabet's Google, formerly known as Google Ventures, has led a oversubscribed Series D round for the gene therapy developer, also featured Illumina Ventures and Softpack Vision Fund 2. Coursera has enrolled $135 million Series F round. Seat Group returned for the Series F round reportedly more than doubled the adult education provider's valuation to $2.5 billion. Get, meanwhile, has parked $100 million in its account. The Volkswagen and Access Industries-backed ride-hailing platform closed $100 million in equity, debt and bond financing at a flat $1.5 billion valuation. Anten Jean has accessed $97 million in the CVC round. Fidelity led a CVC round for the hematology and cancer therapy developer. His corporate shareholders include Celgene, Taikang, TigerMed, and Wuji Aptek. And contextual data software provider 
Pontexa has bagged $64.7 million in the Series C round featuring longtime investor HSBC, as well as corporate venturing units ABN Amro Ventures and Accenture Ventures. Proceeds from the round, which lifted the UK-based company's overall funding to $90 million, will go to international expansion. On global university venturing, we've seen Purdue pack a punch with 22 new spin-outs in the past year, dipped slightly from 25 in 2019, despite Purdue reporting more disclosures of patents for the fiscal year. Mingdu Intelligent, meanwhile, has manufactured the Series A Plus funding round. Mingdu Intelligent, backed by three Chinese academic institutions, has increased its total funding to at least $26 million. Tile DB, meanwhile, has structured $15 million in its Series a round. Based on joint research at MIT and Intel Labs, the data analytics engine provider has now raised more than $20 million in total in a round featuring Intel Capital. Mori has reaped $12 million in its Series A round. MIT and Tufts spin out Mori, which produces food preservatives using silk proteins. Welcome back, MIT's the engine for its Series A round. And on exits, it's been a crowded IPO season as tech companies scramble to go public and make steady demand. Cell biology technology provider Berkeley Lights has had one of the more successful ones, however, pricing an upsize round above its range and then watching its shares nearly tripled on price in their first day of trading. The IPA generated more than $178 million and has shortly set to close over, to over $205 million. Nikon and Varian Medical among Berkeley Lights, fortunate investors. Pandion stands up $135 million in its IPO. The Roche and GSK-backed autoimmune disease drug developers also come public in an upsized IPO after at least $138 million in venture funding. And there's been speculation for a few months that Ant Group, the Anababa affiliate also known as Ant Financial, was considering an IPO, but Ant has revealed it's preparing a dual listing set to take place on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange and the Shanghai Stock Exchange's start. China Life and China Post were also among Ant's investors in recent reports have suggested it will aim to increase its valuation from $150 billion in 2018 to about $200 billion in the IPO. Indian online insurance aggregator Policy Bazaar is looking to 2021 for its own IPO, and it's also potentially raising a fund around in the interim. Pharmaceutical group Novo is in line for a couple of IPO exits from Checkmate Pharmaceuticals and gene developer Freeline Therapeutics. And on People, we've seen UBX calls on Matt Colling for its CIO role. Matt Colling has taken on the Chief Investment Officer position at Union Bank's corporate venture unit, UBX, after nearly a year after joining its parent, Abo Tits, as Head of Venture Investments. We'll have more on the funding and people stories in the next week, actually. There's a few just about to come out on the hopper. So that's all for past week. So thanks for everyone and uh, catch you all later. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production. You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.